A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. The 1993 movie Sleepless in Seattle was based on an unusual premise for its two lead characters, played by Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. The traditional romantic comedy has a couple meeting, getting to know each other, having a falling out, and then eventually getting together for a happily ever after as the end credits roll. But in Sleepless in Seattle, the two main characters live entirely separate lives with no interaction. They're 3,000 miles apart. Meg Ryan's character, Annie, is a reporter in Baltimore, while Tom Hanks is an architect in Seattle. Annie lies awake at night as her fiancé snores contentedly beside her. And Tom Hanks' character, Sam Baldwin, is so lonely that his son notices that he's wandering around their houseboat at night while the rest of the world is asleep. Sam is given the on-air name Sleepless in Seattle after his son Jonah calls in to a radio shrink, Dr. Marsha, to get help for his dad, who has been alone and sleepless since the death of his wife a year and a half ago. The Annie character becomes infatuated by Sam after hearing him speak on the radio about how much he misses his wife, and she's not the only one. 
His loneliness is so palpable that in the movie, Sam gets thousands of letters from women all over the U.S. after his late-night confession is heard by listeners who also can't sleep and are up late listening to the radio. In this happy ending, the movie audience understands that it's Sam's loneliness and sleeplessness that attracts Annie to the point where she goes to great lengths to try and find him. It's not until the final two minutes of the movie that the characters actually meet on top of the Empire State Building after an hour and 43 minutes of being apart. By then, the audience knows what will happen. It's the end of loneliness for both of them and the end of sleeplessness. There's an association between loneliness and sleeplessness and one has an impact on the other. When we don't sleep, or we can't sleep, it can feel incredibly lonely, like we are the only ones in the world. Sleeplessness, like loneliness, makes us see the world and those around us in a different way. It's called the first night effect. You go to a new town or a lab where they're conducting a sleep study. Maybe you're staying in a hotel or you're on a trip in an unfamiliar city that's not your home. Suddenly, the environment is different. Your bed is not what you are used to. The smells are unusual. The noises, strange. You feel different, unsettled, and the chances are high that you will sleep poorly. The first night effect happens when humans sleep someplace they're not used to, and your brain knows it. One hemisphere of your brain stays more vigilant. It goes a long way in explaining why we don't sleep well the first night of our vacation, and why in labs they discount the first night's results because of the first night effects. Only half of your brain is getting rest. The other half is awake, alert, the first night effect was the first time that troubled sleep in an unfamiliar environment was proven in humans. It had been shown in animals before. Marine mammals like dolphins and seals and ducks sleep while their brains are on guard. The hypothesis as to why humans in new situations sleep with only half their brain getting the normal rest is our biological need to be prepared to survive in an unfamiliar and potentially dangerous environment. And loneliness is similar to that. When we feel constantly disconnected from others, we are more vigilant, we feel more alone, and we don't feel safe in that environment. Sarah Griffin, a postdoctoral fellow who studied at Virginia Commonwealth University, has never had trouble sleeping and didn't connect it to loneliness until her grandmother moved from Tennessee to the D.C. area to be near family. In her retirement facility, Griffin's grandmother had a hard time connecting to new people. She missed her lifelong friends from back home. It was Griffin's first awareness that loneliness and sleeplessness had an impact on health, especially among older people. Griffin knew the research has been clear. Loneliness has an impact on health. Chronic illnesses are more likely. Dementia increases. 
cardiovascular health deteriorates, all because of loneliness. There's a lot of evidence that loneliness shapes our health, but what's what we need more research on is why that might be. So I started digging into potential ways that might happen. And one theory was sleep. So the theory is that it affects our ability to sleep and then our ability to sleep affects our health. For Griffin's grandmother, the shift began when she was away from what she knew. She was lonely, her health declined. She had trouble sleeping. It was something that Griffin, who just had a baby, wanted to understand better. I'm very lucky in that usually I'm a great sleeper. Um, Having the new baby has decreased my loneliness and greatly decreased my sleep too, though. Uh, So right now I'm having issues sleeping, but generally I'm pretty fortunate in that I'm a good sleeper. I've had the occasional time not sleeping, and um, I've worked with a lot of people who can't sleep because I, I work in a sleep clinic now, and I know it can be deeply frustrating for people. In her PhD dissertation, Griffin analyzed data from a six-year period, from 2006 to 2012, with 11,400 participants of older Americans. What she found was loneliness and sleep disturbance were correlated and were risk factors for one another. There were reciprocal effects between loneliness and sleep disturbance, which in turn predicted poor self-reported health. It was consistent with the theory that sleep disturbance is a mechanism through which loneliness damages health. Poor sleep and loneliness were both associated with poorer health. And the effects between loneliness and sleep are reciprocal rather than unidirectional, like a traffic circle, not a one-way street. Poor sleep made people feel lonelier, and loneliness caused people to sleep poorly. It becomes a cycle, exacerbating one another. Some of the patterns that led to sleeplessness included irregular sleep times, and another that Griffin saw a lot of at the sleep clinic where she works now is spending too much time in bed, but not actually sleeping. When we spend too much time in bed, we start to associate the bed with not sleeping. Especially if you're frustrated and lying in bed and you can't sleep, you start to associate your bed with being frustrated and unable to sleep instead of sleeping. And so I could see with COVID, it could throw off people's routine potentially. It could allow them to kind of stay in bed or, you know, compensate for a poor night's sleep and kind of change their sleep schedule more often. And it could just, you know, the other thing. So sleeplessness has been connected with loneliness, but it's also got a, you know, well-known connection with depression. So there's a lot of possible things going on there. We know loneliness makes us eat foods that bring us comfort. And research has also shown that when we don't sleep well, it drives us to eat food that isn't healthy. The part of the brain that controls our impulses, the prefrontal cortex, is impaired when we're sleep-deprived, while activity in the amygdala, the part that is associated with positive and negative responses, gets ramped up. People who are sleep-deprived are more driven to crave foods that are higher in calories, like ice cream. There's growing data that implicates sleep loss as a risk factor 
for obesity in both children and adults worldwide. Sleep duration is in decline in industrialized nations, and mirrored with that is a steep rise in obesity in the same population, according to a study from the University of California, Berkeley. A recent study from Aston University found that almost one in five Britons report they don't get enough sleep at night. And the problem is so bad that each week, the accumulated lost sleep is the equivalent of a whole night's worth of not sleeping. Loneliness, depression, and even diet can all play a factor. Warm milk, once associated with helping improve sleep, hasn't really been proven or disproven to work. Studies suggest eating oily fish like salmon or herring can help sleep because the omega-3 oils in fish are involved in serotonin release. The brain chemical is linked to mood and helps regulate the sleep-wake cycle. Mixed results have come out showing the relationship between kiwi fruit and sleep. One study suggested four weeks of eating kiwi fruit improved a number of different sleep measures, while another study, which gave kiwi specifically to insomnia sufferers, showed no effect. Oysters have also been shown in some evidence to help with sleep because it's zinc-based. Studies have linked consumption of zinc to aid sleep and increase calmness. And a number of studies have found that tart cherries, usually in the form of a drink, can lead to sleepiness, especially among older adults. Tart cherries are rich in magnesium and can increase melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone that can signal to the brain that there's darkness, which is supposed to lead our body's natural circadian rhythm to tell us that it's time to rest. We all have a 24-hour internal clock, a mechanism within us, a drive that tells us it's time to wake up in the morning and be active. And then by the early evening, it's time to start thinking about resting. When we don't get enough sleep, what arises is not just these drives to eat food that's unhealthy, but it also shapes our perception of the people around us and our willingness to engage in both physical and social activities. The sleepier we are, the more we want to be cared for by a partner or a parent, according to a study from Sweden, which also found increased sleepiness was related to a decreased willingness to engage in physical activities, such as walking, exercise, and food shopping. The higher the levels of sleepiness, the lower our desire to engage in social activities, such as going on a date, being with a friend, or socializing, and an increased desire to be alone. Wake up. We'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're enjoying this episode, you may also enjoy a show from Season 1, Comfort Food, with mac and cheese, you're never alone. That's Episode 15 from our archives, Season 1. Find it wherever you download your podcasts. Humans aren't the only ones to have rituals before sleeping. If you have a dog, you may have noticed they scratch their beds or circle it before they sleep. That behavior is believed to have come from their predecessors, wolves who have the same ritual. They do that to help them assess the direction of the wind so they can position themselves with their nose sticking out so they can quickly figure out if there's a strange threatening scent that may mean an attack from a predator. They also scratch to cool the ground where they lay if they're too hot. Sea otters do something that hasn't been observed in any other animals. They sleep on their backs, holding hands with each other. Male otters hold on to their female partner in order to prevent another male from trying to steal the female while they are sleeping. Parents hold on to their young while sleeping, and family members hold each other's hands in a group to ward off predators and to stay together forming a raft of sleeping otters, all connected to each other. Sometimes they'll anchor themselves in kelp or seaweed to sleep. We are the only species, however, to deliberately deprive ourselves of sleep and use sleep deprivation as a form of torture. In the 16th century, during witch hunts in Scotland, confessions were run out of the accused by using a sleep deprivation technique called, ironically, waking the witch, according to the Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, 18th edition. By forcing those accused of witchcraft to stay awake for days through an iron bridle or hoop fastened to the wall by a chain, the prisoner would become so exhausted they entered into a hallucinatory state. In that mental state, 
the accused would talk about bizarre and fantastical things like flying in the air or changing shape into animals. And these hallucinations were seen as confessions. The accused were then found guilty. In the wake of the 9-11 attacks, the CIA used extended periods of sleeplessness to weaken the resistance of its prisoners, up to 180 hours, or seven and a half days of continuous sleep deprivation. One prisoner, Abu Subeda, described being sleep-deprived for weeks as he was interrogated and tortured. One method was called horizontal sleep deprivation, which involved shackling him flat on the ground in such a painful position that it made it impossible to sleep. The CIA justified sleep deprivation by saying it focuses the detainee's attention on his current situation rather than ideological goals, according to a New York Times article. The Guinness Book of Records no longer allows a category to see how long someone can go without sleep. Sleeplessness is one of the 31 methods that was used in a Soviet forced labor camp to break a prisoner's will, wrote Alexander Solzhenitsyn in his book, The Gulag Archipelago. Sleeplessness befogs the reason, undermines the will, and the human being ceases to be himself, to be his own I, he wrote. When we don't sleep, can't sleep, our brain changes, and we change the way we see ourselves and others. Sleep deprivation has triggered what has been called the loneliness phenotype. When we're sleep-deprived, we avoid social interactions, and it's these interactions that are needed to connect us to others and away from just ourselves. Sleep deprivation is a fuel for loneliness. I've always been someone who needs more sleep than other people. And I was well aware, you can say painfully aware, <laughs> of the effects of not getting enough sleep on my uh, well-being. I would feel depressed. I wouldn't want to socialize with people. I would feel like there is just no point. I really felt like I don't have the basic motivation to just go out and do what I need to do if I don't get enough sleep. And you have all those feelings at the end of the day and you go to sleep and you wake up and suddenly everything's beautiful. In the span of eight hours, a good night's rest, Eddie Ben-Simon, a neuroscientist in the Center for Human Sleep Science at Berkeley, said there can be a dramatic shift we can go from feeling like the world is too heavy for us to handle, that the weight of our burdens is overwhelming, to feeling great, happy, optimistic, and ambitious. It was just amazing to me how just those eight to ten hours could really shift the way we look at the world, the way we see ourselves in the world. I thought it was amazing that we are... On the surface, or when you look at a, when you look at a person sleeping, it doesn't look like they're doing much. But here, there's this amazing, dramatic change in how the brain will look at the world once we give it enough sleep versus not not enough sleep. During school, Ben Simon, who is originally from Israel, also had to serve in the army. She went from being constantly sleep deprived 
to sleeping as much as she wanted on weekends. She noticed a dramatic change in how she felt when she slept well and understood how powerful sleep was and how important it was to be able to protect her ability to sleep. For us to thrive, we need a certain temperature. We need a certain oxygen in the atmosphere. We need sugar and salt levels to be at a certain range. And we don't feel it, but our bodies continuously monitor and keep all of those borders aligned with what life needs. And I think that sleep is the only time where the human body can sort of take stock of where its boundaries are and what are what needs to be repaired and what doesn't need to be repaired. In her study about what happens when people are deprived of sleep, Ben Simon would stay awake with the participants for the entire night. At the beginning of the sessions, the participants would be talkative and friendly. They would be chatty, wanting to know about the study. And then as the hour passed, you could see that they are more withdrawn. They don't talk as much. They don't care about social interaction anymore. And it got me thinking, are we seeing, in addition to the changes in mood, we're also, are we also seeing something about a change in their social behavior? There have been studies in the past that showed that people who are socially withdrawn or feeling lonely have trouble sleeping. But there was not a study that's showing the other way around, that if you take a healthy participant that's usually socially integrated, but you take away their sleep, suddenly they are not interested in social interaction anymore. And I was curious to see if we can design a study to probe those questions. And that's how uh, we got to uh, perform a study that specifically looked on people's desire to socially interact with others and, and lack of sleep. What Ben Simon wanted to find out was, would taking away sleep lead people to become more socially withdrawn, choosing to be more isolated? Yeah, I wanted to see if we can close the circle because there is evidence that if you're lonely uh, and you, uh, you feel lonely, then your sleep is disturbed. But can we also ask the opposite question? If your sleep is disturbed by something else, do we see a change in your loneliness or in your desire to socially interact with people? That's the question we wanted to ask. To look into that question, the lab conducted two studies, both with two phases. They had healthy participants come to the lab twice. In one visit, they were allowed to sleep. And in the next visit, they were asked to stay awake the whole night. Then the participants were asked to do a task where they decided how close or how far they would want other people to be. In other words, the participants had to choose how much social proximity or social distancing they wanted from another person. They conducted this part of the study by having the participant face the researcher and the researcher would begin walking towards the person. The participant would then stop the researcher when they thought they were coming too close. The distance was measured to see how much social interaction the subject wanted. During the sleep deprivation phase, subjects suddenly preferred others to stay further away. They felt a greater need for more personal space. When they had been allowed to sleep and were well-rested, they didn't want social proximity relative to their own desire for space or space limitation. When they were well-rested, 
they were more willing to have people come closer. In the second study they did, the researchers specifically tracked people's loneliness after tracking their sleep. Every morning we would ask them, how lonely do you feel? by a really well-known questionnaire. And then we try to see whether we can see that fluctuations in their sleep match their fluctuations in feelings of loneliness. And what we found is that in nights that they slept more poorly than usual, they also reported feeling lonelier. And vice versa, when they slept a bit better, they reported feeling less lonely. And in that study, they were also asked, how socially active were you today? And they saw the same effect. Those who slept better were socially active, and they also wanted to be even more socially active. And nights when they slept more poorly, it was the other way around. So both feelings of loneliness, but also the motivation, like we saw in the first study, the motivation to interact with others, they are both dependent on a good night of sleep. As part of that study, an interesting new perspective came about. The researchers took videos of the participants, and they asked them several questions, like in an interview. And they did those interviews twice, once after the subject had been sleep-deprived, and another time when they had slept well. The researchers then posted those videos online and asked other people to provide their comments on what they thought about the person they were seeing in the video. The study was to see if the observer was interested in socially interacting with the people they saw. They weren't told who had been sleep-deprived and who were not. To Eddie Ben Simon's surprise, during the blind analysis of this stage of the research, when strangers looked at people who were sleep-deprived, they indicated they were less interested in socially interacting with them. So, yeah, we see the whole circle where... The sleep-deprived individual themselves is not interested in social interaction, not motivated to interact, prefers people to stay further away. And then when we look at other people trying to connect with someone who's sleep-deprived, they also indicate the same thing. I prefer not to interact with that person. So sleep and loneliness became a self-fulfilling circle. People who were sleep-deprived didn't want to interact with others. And on site, people who saw people who weren't well-rested didn't want to socially interact with them. Ben Simon has this analogy when she thinks about sleep and loneliness. Think of our lives as a Word document. If you want to change the name of the file, you can't do it if the file is already open. But we all want to update things every day. We need to update our brain, our body, update and process new and existing emotions that we face during the day. We need updates to sort through challenges that arise and to try to figure out how to overcome them. To update means we have to take what we know and add new information. And when we do that, we should change the file name of our Word document. To change the name and save those updates and add in new information, we have to close the file so we can reopen it again. We need to shut down, and we can only do this with sleep. 
only when we're not constantly bombarded by sensory physiological information can the brain and our body really reset to start anew. Sleep is often viewed as something that takes us away from social interactions. We have to give up sleep in order to be social. And sometimes it's very tempting to stay home and sleep rather than be with others. But when you think about it, says Eddie Ben-Simon, sleep is actually something that connects us to each other. Because without sleep, we lose the motivation to socially interact with others. The more you force sleep, the less likely it is to happen, says sleep researcher Sarah Griffin. But you can set things up so that the circumstances are right. You can't sleep your way out of loneliness. When we can't sleep, it's a sign that we feel we're in a strange world that can harm us and we need to stay alert and vigilant. We want others to stay away, keep their distance. Sleeplessness feeds on loneliness and loneliness fuels sleeplessness. When we sleep well, we are restored and we have the desire with our eyes wide open to connect with others. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Jeff Devine. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Our producers, Alison Pinches and Guillermo Serrano. I'm the host and writer, Peg Fong. Follow us on social at apostrophe pod. The executive producer is Terry O'Reilly. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.